It is Thursday, March 2nd, 2023. This is another edition of Baseball Today. That is my man, Trevor Plouffe. I am Chris Rose, producer Dan along for the ride as well. No, I am not in Los Angeles. I am in Indianapolis, Indiana, as we jumpstart the first of a four-day NFL scouting combine. So I will be seeing you later today over on NFL Network. Um, it was interesting. I actually did a uh, Trey Turner interview for Rose Rotation earlier this morning. And I was like, boy, you're probably one of the five baseball players I would want to see do the combine. Oh, shit. The 40. Yeah. Um, he said he was never officially timed in the 40, but he said somebody did a hand timer. What do you think he got? What's a good, give me a good 40 time, like four, four, three, four is really good, right? Four, three is blazing. Four, four last is, yeah, year, four. Okay. Last year, there was a kid, Tariq Woolen, who was drafted by the Seahawks and had a phenomenal year, defensive back. It was like six, four, a six, four corner. He ran a four, two, six last year. I would, I would put Trey like in that four, high four, three category. I know he's, he's quick. He said, he said unofficially he was timed at four, two that's like Dion stuff you know you you watch football and you know you marvel at a lot of the athletic ability of these guys but when those running bats get going mm. and they hit that miles per hour you have to remember they have pads on mm. <laughs> like that's the crazy thing they're not running in like track spikes and little shorts like these guys have gear on and holding a football <laughs> like everything is yeah. wild man yeah, it's fun. It's a fun four days. So I'll see you later today, but let's start talking a little baseball. Welcome back, Fernando Tatis Jr. Uh, 0 for 2 yesterday in his first game since the end of the 2021 regular season. Um, says his surgically repaired wrist and shoulder are 100%. He's not worried about that. He still has another 20 games to serve on that PED suspension, so we won't see him until the third week of April. Uh, what is your biggest question about Tatis heading into the 2023 season? I don't really have any big question marks with this guy. Okay. I think that fans need to temper some expectations as he comes back. Like I know he's going to probably play in some minor league games here to get ready as the season takes its shape. Uh, but when he comes back, you know, the major league talent is a little bit different. It's going to be an adjustment period in my opinion for him. He's going to be super amped up too. So I think we need to watch out for that. Like, Tatis, bro, like just chill the first couple of games. Don't come out there blazing because that's when other injuries happen. So I want him to like chill out a little bit and then fans to kind of temper their expectations. But as soon as like he gets 30, 40 at bats under his belt in the big leagues again, he's going to return to the superstar that he was. See Rosie. I know he hasn't played since the end of 21, but this guy is electric on the field. He is, he has the ability to be an all timer. Like this guy is that good. 130 games in 2021. He had 42 homers, 975 OPS. This guy is, he's a ball player. He's going to be fine. So I don't really have any hesitation with him other than the fact that I think that he needs to like chill out, take it slow when he comes back. I think we've forgotten a little bit because out of sight, out of mind, how special, special, he's been, special he's been in his first three. I just want to touch. I mean, listen, I love watching him run the bases. I love his enthusiasm for the game. For a guy that is that wiry, how much pop he's got, he hits a home run once every 12.7 at-bats. For a little perspective, the best home run hitter we've got going right now is Aaron Judge, right? I think we could probably. 
he hits a home run one every 12 at bats. Giancarlo Stanton, one of the great mashers of our time, one every 13.85 at bats. So Tatis is in the middle of those two monsters. He is just a dynamic player. With all that being said, this is also the first time he will be playing Major League Baseball where a certain percentage, and I don't know what the number is, of baseball fans won't like him. He went from probably a top three to five player in terms of, God, I love him. I want to see him do everything to some people jumping off the train. Wouldn't you agree? Yes. No, there's no doubt about it. Like, especially adults are going to remember this. I think kids like tend to forget. I ask my kids yes. all the time who your favorite baseball players like Fernando Tatis Jr. Although I've had a couple of them say like, you know, why did he do this? And that's something he's going to have to deal with the rest of his career. But I think by and large, when you just watch this guy play, like it's going to be hard not to, to root for him because he is that good. I mean, he like, I'll throw this out there right there. He's going to miss 20 games to start the year. I think he's easily a 30-30 guy. I, mean, I, don't, I don't even think that's like a bold prediction. Like, I think he's going to come out, even with those 20 games lost, and, and be a 30-30 guy. Like, it's it's that easy for him. It, 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 he makes it look effortless. You know, it is interesting because I, I was one of those guys that was on board the minute I saw him. Um, should I feel guilty rooting for him this year? I don't think so. I mean, I don't know. The, go through the entire big leagues, and a lot of the guys that we root for all the time, like have steroid suspensions on their freaking mm-hmm. record, dude. You're right. They really right. do. A lot of guys that we're really friendly with that you would consider really close to you, and then me too. So yeah. look, I think that he's always going to have that with him. There's no doubt about it. Uh, but his play on the field is so good that he's going to make fans forget. Yeah. And don't yeah, do it again. This, don't be getting caught up again. No, 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 no. And own it too. You know, I know we, we had the whole ringworm thing and who knows, maybe that is accurate. I, I don't know. I, mean, I don't know enough about it, but we're all going to roll our eyes at something like that. Yeah. You want to make a last point? That's a, I, I like what you said there because no big leaguers do that who have been caught up in, in a, a steroid suspension. They don't continue to talk about it. And 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 other aspects, when you get caught for something, the first thing people say is, I want to be the reason why somebody else doesn't do it. Now, why don't these guys get up and say, look, I made a mistake, and this is what I did, and this is what you shouldn't do. Like, I think we need more of that. I, I do think that some people are so afraid, or that maybe they just don't know how to handle things, right? When it's things tough. Poorly. I, it is. There, there, it is uncomfortable when you make a mistake, having to raise your hand, and, and it's not easy. It's easy when people are throwing flowers at you all the time and compliments, but it's the one thing I've taught our, our, you know, Michelle and I have taught our two boys is that you're going to fuck up. And when you do raise your hand, I hope that at some point he comes out and he says, listen, it it doesn't matter as to why I tested positive. The fact is I tested positive. I cost my team. I cost my family heartache, my friends, myself i put padres fans through a lot of shit here and this is on me it's on me and whatever your reaction is to me moving forward is your reaction and i hope that one day i can win you back over if i haven't already but that's the way it's going to be and so that's all right i'm okay with having to deal with this because i'm an adult i think if you just said that over 30 seconds i think that would go a long way by the way i do too 
Let's move on to Dansby Swanson. Had a uh, interesting chat with Bobby Nightingale recently. Had a lot of great things to say about his old team and his hometown, the Atlanta Braves. But there was one quote which ruffled some feathers down south. Quote, this team, meaning the Cubs, means so much to so many people, which is very similar from the place I just came from. From the gist I've gotten so far, pro sports in Chicago are a massive deal. Pro sports in Atlanta are like, well, kind of a deal. It's not a knock against anything about Atlanta. Trust me, I'm a huge Falcons fan, big Hawks fan, but it's just different. Cubs fans, Cubs, everything is just a little bit different. Are you from the school of probably shouldn't have said it or Braves fans are overreacting? Uh, are Braves fans overreacting? Is this like a Twitter thing? They're mad about that quote? I think some are. Yeah, I think that that there and there was a lot of talk on Atlanta talk radio, right? Because we got to talk about something. And yeah, they, okay. were talk, they finished talking about new Hawks coach Quinn Snyder. So they moved on to this. Yeah, I think it's just that we're just kind of reaching here a little bit. Obviously, look, Dansby is fond of Atlanta. He won a World Series there. I mean, he established himself in the big leagues there. But this other team, the Chicago Cubs, uh, gave him seven years, $177 million. So, like, you think he's not going to say nice things about Chicago and the Cubs organization? Of course he is. He is doing what he's supposed to do. He is now a member of the Chicago Cubs, and he's going to tell it with – was it rose-colored glasses? Is that what they say? Okay. Rose-tinted yeah, glasses? Yes. Whatever it is. He, I mean, look, and the fact is, Cubs fans are great fans, and you hear that from everybody that plays there. Even if you go in there as a visiting player, you understand like what that means, what Wrigley is, um, you know, what the surrounding area means. I mean, it's a big deal there. I think the Braves have a very passionate fan base as well. I think this is more on the lines of Dansby understanding where he's at now and who's writing him the checks, and he's going to be complimentary. I think Atlanta fans are, are just fine. Maybe the maybe those talking heads, those guys that just talk about sports, were on it, but I think overall it's going to be okay. So a few things here. Uh, there is never a win when you start talking about a fan base. My least favorite thing in sports when there's a victory parade is, you guys are the greatest fans in the world. <laughs> they are. All of them are. I love you. <laughs> you guys are the best fans in the world. <laughs> and this is why you're the best fan group in the world. Okay. You Stop. cheered for me. <laughs> Not everybody. You can't all tie for first. Can't all be the best fans in the world. Um, it's been a long time since I lived in Atlanta. I lived there in the mid to late 90s. So um, all I can tell you is when I was there, it was during the peak of the Braves run. Uh, the Falcons had made a Super Bowl while I was down there. The Hawks didn't remember much. And they had a hockey team. I guess. But there were a lot of transients. It was an okay sports city. Not great. I do tend to think that there are more hardcore fans for the most part in the Midwest and the East. Part of that has to do with the shitty weather that it seems to bond you together. And it, basically your pro sports are all you have to do. I mean, I can just tell you that from Cleveland. Like that's it. That's what we got. That's what we're living for. Other places like Atlanta, you can go kick it on a lake during the summer, go hike, some other things. We don't do that shit in the Midwest very much. But as far as the fans, it just 
he wasn't going to win. I have a feeling it's one of those where he opened his mouth and he was like, oh, get back in there. Damn it. Who is the best fan base in sports? The most rabid fan base in sports. It's got to be like a, soc- like a soccer team, right? Get out of oh, here, Dan writes Yankees in the chat. Well, let's talk baseball then. Who's the best fan base in baseball, do you think? Have the Padres fans taken that over? Uh, is it Red Sox fans? No. Mm-mm. No? No. I don't pretty hardcore so. there, bro. They are hardcore. There's no They're question. They're hardcore. Well, it's, sometimes we mistake in the hardcore for the best. Like, well, we expect so much out of our teams. You know, you always hear St. Louis, right? Yeah, St. Louis. Philly. We saw Philly show up. They did, but they're very, very similar to Boston from that standpoint, right? They are hard on their well, too hard for you. I don't think there's anything wrong with it, but it's like you can't overreact to everything. Sometimes they do. I, I've heard this from players. If you have to tell the crowd when to cheer, you're not in the best place. Oh yeah. No, I hate like that. you know on, on the on the scoreboard, like clap. <laughs> the big hands, the big hands on the scoreboard. <laughs> Hate that. I think the twin. I think I the know, Minnesota us, Twins have the best fan base in baseball. Let us know uh, on the YouTube side. Drop a drop a few notes in there. Don't just put a team. Give us a. You didn't answer the block. question though, so you have to give your answer. I, I, that's what this is all about. Um. I, you know, I mean, St. Louis. They do show up. They clap. They do appreciate good baseball from both sides. I don't know. It's saying the but the cardinal way drives me nuts sometimes. Too. I'm going San Diego. How about that? They've they've jumped well, this year. They've jumped. They've leveled up. I'll tell I'll tell you this, man. That fan fest was awesome looking. That's gonna be fun. All right, we got to move on. This one's brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the NBA. Let me ask you a question: What's better than watching the NBA action? Being a part of it. And you can tap into all the excitement with a click of a button. New customers can place a five dollar bet on any pregame money line bet and get $150 in bonus bets if your team wins. Plus, they got these same game parlays going on right now. You go to the app, you opt in, place the same game parlay on any NBA game. If it doesn't hit, you'll get a bonus bet back. Go take Dame Lillard over and the Blazers to win. That's what I would do. That guy's on a tear right now. All you have to do is download the app now and sign up with code baseball today. New customers can place $5 on any pregame money line bet and get $150 in bonus bets. If your team wins, that's only a DraftKings Sportsbook with code baseball today. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. 19 year old Andrew Painter touched 99 in his Philly spring debut on Wednesday. He of course is vying for that fifth and final spot in the rotation. If you could buy stock in a pitcher, that is under 25 right now. Who are you going with? Now, if you know how I approach my portfolio, you know, I like some blue chips there to stabilize, but I also like to, you know, kind of look and, and get there early on some guys. So initially I was going to say Hunter Brown, but I feel like a lot of people are on him. He has had his debut already. He looked incredible. Verlander, blah, blah, blah. Okay. I'm going with someone that I don't know if a lot of people know, and we know about the Marlins pitching. In the big Oh, leagues. no, no, don't do it. You You're not did taking it? Yuri. I'm taking Yuri Perez. Six, eight. You want to know why? And we can have the same guy. That's okay. The reason I took this guy, C-Rose, is he is my nightmare on the mound. 
six eight very loose arm but controllable body throws cheese it looks like he's letting go of the ball i don't know five feet in front of the batter's box that if i'm in the box against him i know i am going to get out unless i walk or or something miraculous happens so I've watched some highlights of his from the futures games. Uh, We've seen some highlights in spring training already. This guy is absolutely filthy. And the Marlins, what are you going to do? You have so much starting pitching. Can you please figure it out for us? (laughs) He's, he's not even 20 till next month. He's 19. I know. He's not even 20 till next month. I was trying to think of a similar body type his from the right side the only tall pitchers that could come up from the right side because we obviously know that randy johnson's a standard from the left you played with one it wasn't john roush Don roush yeah uh, chris chris young was very tall Chris young like. but neither of those guys threw hard no, right no chris young was insane though to face uh he threw slow but his ball just it just moved different okay all right but this guy throws a hundred and his changeup the other day hit 91. It's his nightmare fuel. This guy's it's gross, dude. I'm glad we picked the same guy. We're on the same page. I mean, there's other, there's other guys out there. Some of the prospects coming up. We know the guys in Baltimore and um, some of the guys that are coming for the Dodgers as well. But when I watched this guy throw the first, I mean, it, I got a little regurgitation when I saw him throw. <laughs> if you know what I mean. Um, speaking of the, the Trey Turner episode, we spent a l- little bit of time talking about Andrew Painter and the at bat that Schwarber had off of him. Pretty good, pretty good stuff. But he's he's yeah. a fan, you know. He's like, oh, how could you not? Be? Trey Turner, he got to the show at twenty one. But could you imagine getting there at nineteen if you're one of these guys? You know, Was uh, yeah, Painter's nineteen. Painter and Turner say he faced him. Fury. Um, I don't think he said he faced him. He said they were all killing him because all he was doing was throwing bullpens at the beginning. He's like, are you oh, like, come on, get some live hitter. Come on. That's uh, not the guy that I'd be like calling out to come see me. I, that's not how I approach spring training. That's for sure. Think about that. A couple of, what, 18 months ago or whatever. He's in high school and now he's facing Forber and Trey Turner and JT Real Muto and damn. Moving on, Chris Sale expected to make his Grapefruit League debut next week with a couple of innings. Of course, he's coming back from that nasty finger injury he suffered a year ago. Uh, our John Boy Media fans voted them 21st as far as the best teams in baseball for your uh, PTPs, right? PPP, what are they? PPPs, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. thanks. Um, did our fans, are they off base with this one? I think so. I think that's a little low for me for this team. And this team is still has the potential to be in the wild card hunt. And I think most of those teams down there in that area, like don't really have that potential or that ceiling, if you will. What we talked about a lot with the Red Sox, you know, during this team profile projection was that we just think they didn't really do enough to vie for the AL East crown and we're not sure if they did enough to vie for the wild card spot although i just didn't i just say they could possibly win the wild card i think at the end we kind of changed our mind a little bit because 
with many teams, there are a lot of ifs. And I think the Red Sox were one of those teams. If this happens, if these guys stay healthy, if the bullpen is retooled and reshaped, uh, they can do this. So I don't like 21 for them. I would put them, they are a middle tier team for me, Chris. I'd probably put them closer to around like the 13 to 15 team for me, but there's still a lot of question marks. I want this team to be good. If you look at the lineup, like Casas has looked like kind of a, a stud at times. Devers is awesome. I know I love the Justin Turner move. I want to see Yoshi, what he can do. Like there's a lot of fun names in here, but again, there's just kind of like a lot of ifs. Um, I think the starting pitching is that as well. Although Red Sox fans combat us on that. They think there's plenty of starting pitching. I think there's just, I don't know if it's enough for me. And again, a lot of ifs. So I think our fans were a little low on them, Chris, but not too far off. Yeah, I think it is a little, I think it's a little off. I think it's a little off. I would have them. uh, Yeah. At best, they're a wild card team. And at worst, they finish last in the division, but in my opinion, still right around 500. So that would have them 16, 17 overall. I'm going to ask you this because we had the guardians guardians are ranked pretty high um, in our poll, which I think is smart. Where do you like, are they close to the same tier? Are you just way higher on the guardians than you on the red Sox? Well, even though the, the schedule balances out a bit more, you still play your division. What is it? 13 times. Isn't that the number? Yes. This year? It goes from 19 to 13. Um, and it, is it possible that the champion of the American League Central is actually worse than the worst team in the AL East? I don't think so. I don't, I'm not going to put them on the so level either. of the Guardians um, just because of they have – the guardians, we did their TBP yesterday. They have uh, strength in places that I really like strength in for uh 162 season. Here are some teams that we had ranked over our, not we, our fans had ranked yeah. over Boston, Arizona, Minnesota, Texas, San Francisco, Baltimore, Chicago, White Sox, Milwaukee, all those teams ranked above them. Okay. But I mean, then if you think about it, Arizona is the only one where you go now, because Arizona actually has some really interesting players, really interesting players. A lot of help on the way, very close to the big league level. But I still have them as the fourth best team in that division going in. Texas. Yeah. It's a fun, it's a fun experiment. There's no question, but there aren't that many teams where I would definitely put Boston ahead of them. San Francisco. I would put San Francisco ahead of them. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's why yeah. I play the game, I though. San we can talk about this all, all, all year long. Yep. Yep. All right. Last thing before we get out of here on the YouTube and the podcast uh, side of things. Fascinating finish to the Orioles and Pirates the other day. The game was technically over. Uh, Pittsburgh finished the top of the ninth with a lead, and so they don't hit but the Pirates wanted to hit and the Orioles wanted to pitch. So they played umpireless baseball for a half inning. Kind of fun. You're shaking your head, but whatever. Hey, it's spring training. Anything goes. How would you do as a home plate umpire in a major league game? Okay. In a major, like the one that actually counted or a spring training game? Cause that's two different things, bro. I would say in one that counted. I think if I was an umpire, 
I would be very um, welcoming to sh- the strike zone. I'd call a lot of strikes. I'd want the game to zip like that. Hey, if it's close, let's be swinging at it. That's kind of how I would approach it. Now I know like as a hitter, I'd be mad at myself, but if we're doing, if you're at the point where you're having players uh, umpire a, a game, you just want the game to be done. Spring training is one of those times where you get really silly baseball. And some of my favorite baseball is backfield spring training baseball, because you just get these mismatches uh, and you get these, 18 year old kids and they're facing a guy they've been watching on TV. And that guy, let me tell you something is terrified of those 18 year olds. Uh If you get a a veteran pitcher who's out there just trying to work on his, you know, just getting some pitches on his arm. He understands that those kids are going to come out of their shoes on the first pitch. It is ambush central. So it's like they throw these pitches and just kind of like almost duck because they know these kids are going to be so amped up to face them. And I've been a part of both sides of that been the young kid also been on the backfield behind some of these older pitchers and it's just it's chaos every single time so i love the spring training aspect of it but as an umpire chris i'm ringing dudes up all the time i think that might be my call right here my question was how good do you think you would be back there not very good it's tough that's what i'm saying do you think you could identify strike zone from that perspective I think I would do well. I think this is what most uh, umpires get. Like they can, you can do laterally, but once you, the vertical stuff will be tough for me. Yeah. And that's what you see for most umpires. Do you think physically it would be more demanding than you expect it to be? No. (laughs) No. What? Sweltering July day. You're behind a stinky catcher. Oh my God. Do you imagine all that? Dude, you're my lower back. It would be horrible. I would need to bring a chair out. I would. I mean, you see such a different array of bodies on these umpires. You got the Jim Wolves who are jacked. Then you got some of these other dudes. I'm not going to name who aren't jacked. They all get by just fine. I mean, Joe West was back there doing just fine. Um, who was the guy? Uh, Hallion used to pull the old ripcord. Right? No, he was a tornado Tom. Yeah. Mm. Right. Tornado Tom. He was the first time that Tornado Tom rings you up, you almost like, what the fuck did you just do? If you don't know what's coming, like it's like very aggressive and you feel like it's pointed at you, but then you realize he does it to everybody. Did you um did you ever have uh Tim McClellan back there or was he already gone by the time you got it? I believe so, yeah. Yeah, I think he was like this. And it, and it also was hard to watch because you never heard him call it. There are guys who you can't tell. It takes them forever to do it on TV, but they must be saying ball or strike to you, right? They do. You can hear them most of the time. Yeah. Ball yeah. out, ball in, ball up. Okay. Oh, so oh, they shit. identify where, where it's a ball. A lot, most of the time they do. A lot of the times. Huh. Especially if it's close. That's what they, If it's close and they're like, okay, it's ball out. So then you know. They don't want people to talk to them because most of the time hitters are like this. Is that it? Is that the corner? Always testing them. All right. What do you have uh, coming up? More TPPs. Uh, what dropped today? I think the – did the Cleveland one drop today? They're coming out every oh. single day until the end of spring training. Yeah. You're going in order. So you just did Boston, Arizona. Oh, sorry. 
uh, Minnesota, Arizona, and then Minnesota. I'm sorry. All right. Talking about? Give those a listen. They've been great for me on my travels. I've knocked most of them out. They've been really good. Thank you. You guys are so funny. What do you got? Some of them you're like, well, here's their order, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> it's hard to start to sugarcoat some of this stuff. We're trying to be positive. I know. But, you know well, now once we're we get into the good stuff. You get to the good teams, the discussions are a little bit different. I'm sure they are. Um, yeah, Joe Kelly, really interesting, fun, uh, easy, quick listen for you there. Just taped Trey Turner. That'll be out on Monday. Gave us some really good stuff, including getting to face his buddy Max Scherzer for the first time ever coming up this season. That will be interesting. Love Trey so, Turner. Yeah, I know. Hello, Russia. But we talked about a lot of good stuff. He's an easy listener. Um, that'll do it for today. And until early next week, I think we're going to do maybe a WBC preview for Tuesday's show. Possibly. Oh, okay. Yeah, so that'll be that. But just check out our social media channels. As we have told you, with March, the schedule gets a little weird if you want to join us live on the AMP app. But we'll still be putting stuff out on Tuesday and Thursday of next week. So we look forward to that. And we look forward to seeing you whenever that is for our one-of-a-kind producer dan Brooks and my man trevor Plouffe. i am chris rose we'll see you next time here on baseball today